Thank you for tuning in to the World Overcomers podcast. On behalf of our senior pastor, Andy Thompson, we appreciate your continued support and generosity. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to receive updates when we post new content every week. If you would like more information or want to make a contribution to World Overcomers or Pastor Andy, visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Once again, that is www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Enjoy the message. We all said together, amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Verse 10, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and have pierced themselves with many griefs. How many people in here want more money? I asked a question. How many people in here want more money? Okay, but the challenge with wanting more money is... You don't really want more of something that you don't love. You only want more if you love it. You get to a certain age, you go to a really great restaurant. When you eat in there and it's great, now you have something else to avoid. Because if you love it, you want to go back. If you love it, you want to go back. If you love it, you want to go back. If you love it, you want to go back and back and back. And next thing you know, you won't be able to fit your clothes So love is a dangerous thing. So if I say, how many people want more money, and you all say, I want more money, well, you certainly don't want more money because you hate money. Now, you might say, I want more money because I like money, but like isn't necessarily enough to drive you to want more. So if you want more, then it must mean you love money. And I know that you're afraid to say that you love money because this passage has been misinterpreted and has been wrongly exegeted and you have not been taught the proper attitude about money. And so now you're afraid to say that you love money because you know that you're not supposed to love money because the root of money, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. But just because you love money doesn't mean that money will rule you. And God's problem with money is not you loving it. God's problem with money is it's being your master. You can't serve God and money. It doesn't say you can't love God and money. It says you can't serve God and money. God doesn't have a problem with anybody or anything that you love as long as he is first. He doesn't want to be only. He wants to be first. What Paul is saying here, and I'll exegete it for you. He's saying, listen, I got you. He is talking about money in the whole chapter. But he's saying in verse 10, listen, godliness with contentment is great gain. That means that even if you're not rich, even if you're not wealthy, even if you don't have everything, even if you're not sure how you're going to pay something, and if you still are able to lift your hands and open up your mouth and give God praise, if you are able to say, listen, but my godliness is my contentment. If you can say, you can have the world, but give me Jesus, then where you are now is you are now at a place where you have godliness with contentment, and that is great gain. The point is, don't be so much about money that it makes you stray from God. 
So for everybody in here, everybody that's watching me that says, oh, no, I love the Lord in the good times. I love the Lord in the bad times. I love the Lord when I had. I love the Lord when I don't have. I have learned to be content in everything. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I don't have to have money for me to say hallelujah. I don't have to have money for me to say, God, I love you. As a matter of fact, I praise God when I was broke, and so I can certainly praise him. I have done that. I have showed that. Matter of fact, right now, I just got laid off. Right now, I'm dealing with lack. Right now, I'm dealing with trouble and struggle and stuff is not easy. And you see me in church. You see me watching right now. And I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. See, if you can do that and you're not rich, then... This passage isn't really to you. This passage is to people who, if they're not rich, they can't serve God. If they don't have money, they get mad at God. If everything don't go their way, then they have a wrestle with being in a relationship with God. And Paul is saying you got to be careful because if riches is more important than God, then you'll fall into a temptation and a trap and, you, and into foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. Because the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And, and many, see, we just take something right out of context. Mama. We, don't, we don't leave it in its context. We just say, for the love of money is the root of all evil. And we make it as a statement and we run with it. But what he says is, for many have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. The point he's making is, don't let money Block you from the Lord. Don't let having money, getting money, once you get it, the Bible says, be careful not to forget the Lord your God, for it is he who enables you to create wealth. We took this passage and just meant you just can't love money, but we, it puts us in a very difficult place because we all love some money up in here. Last Sunday was my birthday and celebration, and y'all blessed me so good. You blessed me so good. Gave me one of the biggest offerings I ever had. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Me and my family and all my kids that take all my money, they want to thank you. Thank you very much for blessing me. I appreciate it. But folks gave me cards. Now, when I was young and I got a card, I just opened it and shook it. And if there wasn't nothing in it, I barely thought anything about it. Get some gray on your head, and you want to read everything. I want you to know, everybody who wrote me something, I read every word you wrote. I want to tell you, thank you for loving me. Stick with me, because I'm going to take you somewhere. But I get more criticism than, than any kind of thanks. I get way more shade thrown at me. Way more, I don't even read the comments, so I want you to know, I read all your cards. You love me. Thank you, because I ain't easy to love. Mm -mm -mm. I didn't just shake it looking for the money because I don't really need the money, although the money does say something, but I don't just shake it looking for the money. I wanted to see what the words were that were written, and they touched me. 
They touched me. Mommy, they touched me. Mommy, see this woman right behind you, right to your right with the purple right there? She's like my little spiritual mama in the house. That's my mama Nan prays for me all the time. You two need to talk to each other afterwards so y'all can know how to pray for me so keep the devil off me. You see her come up here and she, when I hurt my back, she came up to me. When I was doing the tithing thing and I did the squat, I hurt my back. I made it through. I made it through. Y'all don't know. But I just kept on going. But when I came, people wanted to talk to me and I hobbled down the stairs and she came right over me. He's like, what's wrong? And I said, my back. She just put her hand right on my back and she just prayed in Jesus' name. And you know what? I was like, okay, thank you very much. Back feels better. Thanks, mom. You got to have somebody praying for you besides... Oh, I know you love your mama. I hope you got a praying one. Can't just be my mama if you ain't got no prayer life. I got three now. I got one for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Spirit. I got my mom watching me right now. Hey, Ma, I got my Jamaican mummy, and then I've got my mama Nan from New York. She will cuss you. No, she won't cuss you out. But anyway, what I'm saying to you is that... Fifty-five. Fifty-five other clock. Let's not act like we don't love money. I'm waiting for somebody to talk to me. Stop lying in here. We're talking about money. We ain't going to be here all day. I'm going to let you go. Football don't start till one. We open up a card and there's money in it. We're like, woo! Money. I want you to be okay with the fact that you like it and love it and need it. It's okay. And you want more. But you can't get more if you can't be trusted with less. The Bible says that. The Bible says that whoever can be trusted with very little can be also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with little will also be dishonest with much. Can I ask a question in here? I know there's folks watching around the world, but I just want somebody in the room to be honest with me. Was there a time in your life where you made less money than you're making now? Yeah? Okay, so when you were making 30 or 40, right, you made it. And you thought to yourself, when I get to 60,000, I'm going to be balling. But you know what? You done got to 60,000 and you don't know where you're. You're thinking to yourself, how did I live on 30 when now I have 60? Now I need 100. I need a witness in the building. Now I need 100. You thought 60 was money till you got it. Then when you got the 60, you was like, this ain't no money. I just couldn't wait till I got to 60,000. 60K, all my problems going to go away. But when you got the 60, somehow you spent all of the 30 and now you got the 60. If you couldn't save off of 30, you won't be able to save off of 60. If you couldn't tithe off of 30, I'll leave that alone, then you won't be able to tithe off of 60. If you cannot invest with 30, you will not be able to invest with 60. Don't think you're going to get to 60,000 or 80,000 or 100,000 or 150,000 and all of a sudden, magically, the money is going to give you a power that you didn't have when you had less 
This is why our athletes are broke. They're broke because they couldn't handle money when they had 20,000. They're not going to be able to handle money when they get 20 million. The reason why Shaq got money is because Shaq's daddy told him, don't you spend that money. Give me that money. He was on an allowance. Clay Thompson on an allowance because your life is different when you got a daddy. And for every athlete trying to get their mama out the hood, you run hard, boy. I got you. You play. You ball. Get your mama out the hood. And when you get her out of the hood, get yourself a man in your life that can speak to you and tell you what you need to hear and set you straight so you won't be run by a woman your whole life. You better get a man in your life. Somebody better talk to me in here. You better get a gray head, old head. Some OG better tell you something. This is an OG church. Love your brim, bruh. Wear it to church. Looks great. You better get an OG. If you're a man and you were raised by your mother and you never heard your father's side of the story, shame on you. Shame on you. Love your mama. I got you. But you have no idea what she did. You have no idea what she said. You have no idea what she said to him the last time she saw him. You don't know why he left. You've just taken your mother's side and now you don't have a relationship with the man because of what your mama told you. The devil is a liar. Shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on you. Stop being a coward. You're afraid to talk to a man because a man may look at you and tell you something about yourself. You're so used to your mama's praise that you are not ready for your daddy's principles. I got to move on. I can't. I, I, got to, I just got to stop. But I'm 55. I'm, I don't care no more. You, you better get yourself a, because your mama will tell you you can draw and your daddy will tell you you cannot. If you ever hear anybody singing that can't sing and you hear somebody say, sing child, that's always a woman because women love like that and love deep like that and care about that and clap like that. Men are like, don't never sing again. Don't do what you can't do. reason why you're avoiding your father is because you don't know what he might say to you and you're too insecure and too shook. You don't know why he left. If he was a terrible piece of, okay, I got it. But unless that was not the case and you won't know till you hear his side. I don't know how I'm there. You have to pay attention with me, okay, son, to help me stay on course because I'm 55 and I'm just wherever God is leading me and I'm running out of time, okay? What was I talking about? Oh, I know, I got it. You can't be trusted with more if you can't be trusted with less. Somebody got to put you on an allowance. Somebody got to say, no, 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 you're not spending all that money. Somebody's got to say, oh, wow, you just got a big contract. I tell you what, I'll give you a million dollars a year. You can spend on whatever you want. The rest of it, you're going to give that to me. 
I have a son that's an athlete, and he's trying to play pro, and he's trying to go overseas, and he doesn't know. He may play overseas, and he's like, I'm going to play overseas. I said, okay, great. If you ever get a thing to play overseas, let me tell you what we're going to do. He said, what? I said, I will let you keep about 20% of the money you have over there. All the rest of your money, you're going to send it to me. We, I'm, I'm not even going to support you going to play overseas unless we make that agreement right now. I get 80%. You get 20%. He said, why? I said, because you're too young to handle 100% of your money. You will waste it. But I will not. I'm an OG. I will take your 80%. I'll start saving it and putting it away and investing in it and getting it ready for you. And when you hurt your knee and your career's over and you can't play no more, you can't ball no more, when you come back here, you'll have a nest egg over here and we'll go get you a business. We will go get you a business because you can't play ball forever. Hey, your knees ain't going to be right forever. That's why you need a man. You need a man. You need an old man. You need somebody who don't care, right? Let the gray grow out, bruh. You need somebody with some gray on their head that will tell you it ain't that easy. Slow your roll. Right, Malachi, you need somebody to say, yes, yeah, slow down, hold on, wait a minute. I'm going to talk about you. Malachi came to me and said, Pastor Andy, how do I get my wife to just trust in me and believe in me? And I just want her to just, whatever I say, it just goes. And I just feel like she should just, uh, whatever I say, right? Hallelujah, I'm the man. And so I've just married her. And so now she should just do whatever I say. I said, is she a woman of power? He said, yeah. I said, see. Power women need a plan. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you think you're... Your other thing that starts with a P is enough. You figure once I give you this, you'll just do no, no. They're like They'll be like, thank you very much. Now, what is the plan for us? Where, where, who am I talking to? What's the plan? Love the P, but what's the plan? Where exactly are you leading me? Well, if you just trust me, says this is wrong with black women. If you just trust me, I'll lead you. Okay, got you, got you. They're wonderful creatures, but especially the power ones with smart and brain and blah, 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 and education. And they went and I got my master's and now I'm next. I have and I went to here and I got that. You're going to have to talk to them. You're going to have to lay out a plan. And a part of what might help you is if you say, well, I talked to PA. I talked to Elder Clark. I talked to Elder Paul. I talked to this one. I talked to Corey. And I got these guys have given me a plan and we've laid this out and so this is what we're she may be better with following you if she knows who you're following I'm gonna sit right here till somebody say something to me because I'm 55 I can't preach anymore without somebody talking to me why would she follow you blindly and nobody, you ain't following nobody. You ain't got no daddy. You ain't got no mentor. You don't have anybody over you. You don't have any structure. You don't have anything. You ain't got no money. You don't know how to spend it. You don't know how to save it. You don't know how to do it. You don't know how to make it grow. 
Well, we're one. We're one in Jesus' name. Why would she be one with you and you don't know where your money is? Your problem is your mama is so on your side that you don't need a daddy who will say, bruh, what did you do with your money? I said to my son, you're going to give me 80% of that money or I'm not going to support you. I'm not going to back it. I'm your, I love you. I'll come to the games, but I'm not going to really back it that much if we don't have an agreement right now. Do we have an agreement? Do we have an agreement? He said, okay, dad. All right, let's shake on it. I know you're going to be a person of your word. You're not going to spend your money. I'm going to save your money for you. Because you can't have more money if you don't understand money. Okay, so let's get into a little bit of money school, okay? I'm going to teach you some things about money. Write it down if you'd like to. Make, take some notes, take some pictures. We're going to throw some stuff up. I'm going to teach you some stuff about money, okay? I'm not a business expert. I'm not a financial expert. I do have money. I have made a lot of money. I did a, a bunch of real estate deals worth millions. So I, I do have some business. If you look at me, you think, oh, yeah, them shoes from World Overcomers. Hey, that's why you go to that mega church. He's just up there spending your money. Ah, ah. The money I have is not just from here. Matter of fact, I'm telling you now, I have never taken from World Overcomers what I can. Part of the reason why you see all this talent up in here, part of the reason why you see the Pastor Tonys and the Tyruses and Johnny and Josh up here jumping around and now Jaleesa's up here spinning and why I got quality and why you see, you know why you got all of this? Because I wanted a really good team and so I couldn't take all of the money from off the cap. So I had to be smart and make money in other ways besides just taking all y'all's money. I ain't scared of y'all. My daddy was a preacher. My grandfather was not. My grandfather's attitude about preachers, Joe, I knew him better than you when we were younger. Because you're the babe, you a baby to me. But but I my grandfather's attitude about preachers was a little bit like uh like it's suspect. I think one of the reasons why I didn't want to be a preacher was because of the time with my grandfather. It made me feel like maybe there was something that wasn't so good about it. So he wanted to teach me about money and real estate, and that's what how he made his money. So I understand something about money. I'm going to share some things with you really quickly. And I, I know we're getting close to 12, and, but I'm going to share some things, okay? If you got to go, you got to go. You won't hurt my feelings because I'm 55. I don't care. But you should keep on watching. You ain't got nothing better to do. You ain't got nothing better to do. No, you don't. You're just going to go home and sit down and watch more of something else. You got your DVR. You'll be behind. behind. You'll, you'll catch the game. Don't worry. I, I want to be able to share something. This is a Holy Ghost moment. The Spirit of God took over. I went and held Elder Paul. I hugged Elder Paul. He's been with me forever. So you, you understand. You feel it? You feel it? You feel it? You feel it? Okay, so just give me a couple of minutes. I'm going to let you go. Y'all know I'm serious about time. I'm going to share something with you. Let me tell you the first thing about money, number one. It's not even a lesson. It's just an intro to money. It's the, it's the start thing. And that is that money isn't real. 
Money isn't real. Whoever's got the camera that's going to be close to me is going to have to come close to me or get a close-up shot of me. I don't know where they are, but money is not real. Okay? I brought some money in here. This money is paper. Money is paper. It's not real. It has no value in it of itself. Okay? So, when there's a difference between money and wealth, they're not the same thing. There's a difference between this $100 bill, there's a difference between this C-note and wealth. A part of the challenge for us is we want money because we think money is something to get. It's okay to say you love money because honestly, money is just a tool. Wealth is the goal. I want everybody to say money is a tool. No, that was weak. Money is a tool. Wealth is the goal. No, wealth is the goal. Everybody in church should get this really easily because money is based on faith. It's not valuable in and of itself. It's not really this piece of paper only does something because people believe in it. It's not anything. Back in the day, it was like a hunk of gold or a, that was the silver. It was about the weight. It was about the intrinsic value of the thing itself. Whereas this is just a piece of paper that represents something. This isn't real. You can have a lot of this and still not be wealthy. And a part of the reason why is because the value of this can change. So what this bought in 1970 versus what this bought in 1995 versus what this bought in 2005 versus what this will buy in 2025 is not the same. It's not that things got more expensive. It's that this got worth less. So having this in your pocket, having this in your bank, having this in a safe is dumb. Because what is worth today is not what is going to be worth tomorrow. Why am I getting, not getting more amens? I know it's hard. It's just a thing because you're just thinking if I can just get more money and if I just have more money and there's many of you in this room, you feel good because you got $20,000 in the bank or $15,000 in the bank or $40,000 in the bank. It's your rainy day fund. You, that is the most foolish thing to do. It's not smart to do. I always have enough cash to cover the cards that I have, but I don't use money cash like that for emergencies if I have an emergency then I'm going to put it on a card go get my uh Merce bag thing sorry go get that I'm going to put that on a card because I want the points if you are in this room if you're watching me around the world and you use your ATM card for purchases you don't understand money 
You should never, ever pull your ATM card out and buy anything ever. It's just not smart. It would be far better once you get discipline for you to use your credit card, get the points, then go in through the computer and pay your, credit, pay your credit card off with your ATM right away so that you don't gain interest on it. You want to use your ATM because you're scared if you put it on a card, you're going to pay for it forever. And then, wait, 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 don't, 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 you hear, 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 don't leave. Wait, 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 I just want to just, I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. There you go. Thank you. It's my platinum card. So this, this card right here, this is what I use for stuff. And I'm going to pay it back right away. Because if I use my ATM, I don't get any of the points that go along with using this. And there's all kinds of advantages to using this if you're disciplined. That's the, that's the problem. If you're disciplined. Now, if you're using this and you're buying the chicken and potatoes and then running around and you forget and you're like, oh, my God, then it's not wise. But you got to get faithful over the little before you can be made ruler over the much. Because money isn't really real. Money is based on faith. Wealth is based on need. Need. People need land. People need water. This right here, this piece of paper, is right now to us worth more than this. Where, where did my video, where did my camera guy go? Don't leave. This is worth more than this right now. This is money. This is a need. If this message has blessed or encouraged you, feel free to visit www.worldovercomers.church podcast and learn more about WOCC or donate to the ministry. This enables us to continue to impact the kingdom in the best way possible. This would be worth way more than this if there was no water. And we got water infrastructure problems in America because our pipes are very old. So if we ever got to a place where we didn't have water, would nobody care about this? They would care about this. In jail, they trade cigarettes. Cigarettes is their money because cigarettes has a value that money does not in prison. Talk to me. This is only worth more than this because you don't need this. Let you need this. You'll give almost anything for this if you need it. So before you feel so good about this, understand that this is based on faith and this is based on need. Wealth is based on what you need and money is based on what people believe about it. Even 
something like diamonds. My son, one of my spiritual sons, done got engaged. Come on over here. Take a let's, let's take a look at this ring he done bought this girl. Come on over. Daniel, hustle, hustle. I'm running out of time. L look at this ring. My son gave this girl this ring. Come on, can you see it? You see how it sparkles in the light where your little yellow self? Can you see that? It's on the screens. Praise God for my son done gave something to this girl. John, sit down. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. That's a marketing tool to make you pay for something because diamonds are rare. No, they're not. But it sparkles in the light and it looks so good and you better give me a diamond if you don't. That's not her. She don't care. If a woman really loves you, she don't care what kind of ring you give her. She wants you. Well, nobody wants to say amen on that one. She'll love you. I saw the video. I saw the video. Chick on stage getting married. Pastor's trying to lead her through the vows. He says, for better, for worse. He says, for better, for worse. He said, in sickness and in health. She said, in sickness and in health. He said, for richer, for poorer. I don't know if you saw the video. Black woman. He said, for richer, for poorer. She said, for richer. She wouldn't say for poorer. First of all, good thing won me. Pastor Annie marrying you. Because I will embarrass your behind. Don't embarrass me. I'll shut your whole wedding down. I'm 55. I don't care. I want Pastor Andy to marry me. No, you do not. You're going to say what I tell you to say. Can we write our own vows? No, you cannot. You're going to say exactly what I tell you to say because the vows are serious. And if you can't say what I tell you to say, then I don't have to marry you. Go to the justice of the peace then. I don't have to marry you. I got stuff to do. That's my first problem. My second problem is, what do you mean you can't say for richer, for poorer? What if something happens? What if something happens bad? What if you experience something difficult? What if he gets laid off? What if all of a sudden he's hurt? Do you love him or what he's got? I need a witness in the building. I need a witness in the building. Do you love the man or not? Do you love him or just what's his stuff? So he can't be poorer. If I had been that groom and he said for richer, for poorer, and she just said for richer and did not say for poorer, I would have dropped my hands and stood back. I would have said, wait a minute. You can't be with me when I'm down. You can't be with me when I have less. You can't be with me in my tough place. You can't be with me in my hardship. You can't be with me when I'm not perfect. You can't be with me if I don't feel well. You can't be with me if I'm dealing with anxiety. You can't be with me if I'm dealing with depression. It's been nice, lady, but I need somebody that's gonna be with me through thick and thin I need somebody that's gonna be with me in the good times and in the bad and if you can only praise me in the good times get to stepping they sent me that video like it was funny
And my sisters, you should be entirely offended by it, entirely bothered by it, entirely upset. My sisters, my daughters, y'all should get together and, and hire a proper PR firm because you're being misrepresented as a group by a small little sampling of you and everybody thinks y'all are like that because they are being you're being marketed that way and them and real housewives of Hollywood and Atlanta and they're making money off a depiction of you that is not you and now you have a reputation that you angry and you mad and you got an attitude and you'll cut somebody out and burn somebody's house down and that ain't how y'all are Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? I know you're not because I got mamas and sisters and daughters. I know you're not like that. But that's how you're being depicted. Y'all should be angry about it. You should not stand for it. You're being depicted as gold diggers. The devil is a liar. Not my sisters, not my mothers, not my daughters, not mine, not my people. The devil is a liar. I, I thought I was going to get an amen on this one. Not my, not the black women, not the ones I love. Oh, no, no, no. I don't know nobody like that. They don't go to this church. Not here. Not to, especially if they've got a little of their own stuff and their own thing. And they're like, listen, I can pull us through till you get back on your feet. I can carry us for a little bit till you get yourself together. I'm not just somebody little that ain't got nothing. Oh, I'm strong myself. I'm strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And I got a purpose and God has blessed me too. And I can be the bridge over your troubled water. I need a witness up in here. Can't say for poorer. Somebody need to grab a hold of her. Somebody need to show her this video. Somebody that loves her and is her friend. She clearly don't have no daddy. She'd embarrass me to death if she was my daughter. What's wrong, gentlemen, is not enough of us. What is wealth? Let me give you a couple of ideas that are wealth. I'm over. I'm just over. It's okay. My mommy's here. Are you still with me? Anybody trying to get out the door? No, we're good, right? We're talking about money, right? Something we need. Wealth. Let's talk about wealth. You see it based on the text. In verse 16, Jesus says to his disciples, there's a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. So he called him in and asked him, what is this I hear about you? Give an account of your management because you cannot be manager any longer. The first thing that wealth is, number one, is wealth is manpower. Wealth is manpower. We just kind of totally miss it. The rich man and his manager... So you got a rich man, and then you have somebody that's working for him, managing his possessions. Because really rich people don't do the work. Really rich people have people they can trust. If you're in this room and you're rich, then that means you've got good managers that are managing your business. Otherwise, you just have a job. You can start your own business, and it'll just be another job. It's different to have a business and you have a good manager. 
So good manpower is wealth. I'm sorry, but unless you are working for you right now, you're a manager. Got quiet. Unless you're working for you, reason why we're going to come talk about multiple streams and how to start your own business is because we got to get you out of, the, out of the manager seat and into the rich man seat because the rich man is not the manager. The rich man is the one with the possessions and the manager is the one scared he's going to lose his job. The rich man is looking to see how his possessions are being managed. The manager works for someone else. Oh, well, I work for Cisco. Right, you're a manager. But I have a great job at IBM. You do. You're a manager. See how quiet I got? No, I have a killer job. I have a really good check. I have really good benefits. I have really good this. That's true. But still, can they fire you? I asked the question, can they fire you? I asked the question, can they fire you? Okay, so you're a manager. Because, the reason why I'm making you think this way is because the most valuable commodity is time. Time is the most valuable commodity. That's why I keep saying something about the clock because I'm the kind of preacher that really cares because the time you give me, you can't get it back. Anything else you can get back. That's why I'm like this now at 55 because I can't get this back, 54 gone, 50 gone, 35 gone. So now I want the best that I can have with the time I have left. I ain't playing around. If I don't get some amens, if I don't get some claps, if I don't get somebody to come to this church, I will get in my car. I'll do something else. Somebody got to talk to me. I need the best. I want the best meal. I want the best juice. I want the best steamed fish. I want to go to Hellshire. I want the best. I don't want second best. I don't have time for it. I am not about quantity anymore. I want quality. If you ask me, do I want a lot of okay pizza or two slices of great pizza? I will take two slices of great pizza any day. Trippy and bendy. That's what I want. My time. So if I have to spend all of my time working for you and all of my time managing for you and all of my, and I don't have any of my time and I can't do anything with my time and I have no say over my time, I'm a manager. I'm not wealthy if I don't at least have my own time. For all of you that are like, oh, yeah, I got to go because I got to be at this place by this time. Got you. Just understand you don't have wealth. Wealthy people ain't on nobody's clock but theirs. Do you see me standing here right now? This is the only clock I'm on. And during COVID, I loved it because I could preach whenever I wanted. I would tell these guys, I'm going to record on Thursday, 11-ish. They work for me. If I got here and had a headache, I could wait till the headache went away. You don't know how many times I've preached with a headache. You don't know how many times I've preached when I was sick. You don't know how many times I've preached when I was tired. You don't know how many times I preached with a nosebleed. 
I've preached on this stage. My nose was bleeding with tissue packed up in my nose so it, would, so it wouldn't bleed while I was preaching. Because I wasn't healthy. My daughter came back and saw me pulling tissues out my nose and my blood is just running out of my nose and I'm packing it back in so I can come and preach a fourth service. And my daughter looked at me like I was crazy. My daughter told me, I don't care about none of these people. I don't, Kayla, she said, listen to me, oh, I don't care about world overcomers. I don't care about your church. I don't care about your name. I care about you. If you ever preach with blood running out of your body again, we gonna have a problem. Anybody can get on this stage. These people have come for Jesus. Did they really come for you? You could have put Elder Paul up there and he could have prayed. There's no way you got to preach while you're bleeding and dying. Not my daddy. I need a witness, I need a witness in the building. She didn't like y'all after that for a little bit. Should have seen her. She's slamming the door. This world overcomers ain't going to kill my daddy. It's because I was locked in time. Fifty-five. Tell somebody fifty-five. Fifty-five. This is. You know what's gonna happen? If you invited somebody, I'm sorry. You're usually done by ten, and he's not usually. We're usually done by twelve. Okay. Number two, the manager said to himself, "Well, what am I gonna do now? I'm about to get my job. I'm about to lose my job. They're gonna take my job away. I know. I know what I'm gonna do." When I lose my job here, people are going to welcome me into their houses. So the second thing that's wealth is relationships. Relationships. Those of us who really have wealth, we have somebody we can call. Who's in your phone? You don't want to see who's in my phone. I got all kinds of people in my phone. If everybody in your phone is people like you, you're not smart. If everybody in your, in your phone is people broker than you, you're not smart. You don't have nobody you can call. I can call the chief of police. I can, do you know who's in my phone? Do you know how many times my sons got, a, got stopped and pulled over and I got a call? Hey, Pastor Annie, we got your son down here. Two of my boys, they were wild. They're great now. They're awesome now. I'm, I can talk about them, but they were wild. Anybody ever have a wild? Some wild? Okay, so I know I'm not by myself. I said wild, out of control dudes. I want to say a word that starts with an N, but there's a whole lot of people in here. They wanted me to prove to them that they didn't have to be saved for me to love them and be their daddy. And they made me prove it. <laughs> Do you know how many, how many times I got a call? Hey, we got your son down here. And uh, he looks a little, he's driving a little, uh, I don't know, where are you? I'm like, yeah, where is he? I'm on my way. Do you know how many times my sons didn't get arrested because of who I know? See, don't be a hater and get mad at it. See, that's the problem because they know this and they know that. That's exactly right. That's exactly how it works. I wish I had a witness in the building. How'd you get in there so quick? Because I know somebody. It's called a hookup. Somebody talk to me. It's called a hookup. It's called a hookup. You nod.
You have a relationship. You know them. You see them. You talk to them. You tip well. I never wait anywhere because I tip so well. They fight to put me in their spaces. Now I get to the airport, the skycaps leave other people and come grab my bags first. Like, yeah, excuse me, hold on for a second. This is the dude that tips. What, what I'm saying to you is relationships is wealth. You're not ready for Bill Gates' wallet if you don't have Bill Gates' relationships. You need his accountant, you need his lawyer, you need his tax fraud. You need, if you don't build relationships, relationships is wealth. He called his master's debtor. He said, what do you owe? The first guy said olive oil. The second guy said bushels of wheat. Third thing, and I'll, I'll stop here. Third thing, wealth is resources that are the seed of need. Wealth is resources that are the seed of need. Wealth isn't just the need, it's the thing that's the seed of the need. What they owed wasn't money. What they owed was a resource. They owed oil. They owed wheat. You get to take wheat, and from wheat you make bread, and then you, you get a lot more from bread then you get from wheat, but the wheat is the seed. And so now the wheat is very valuable because the wheat turns into more of a lot of other something. And now the, the smaller thing is more valuable than the bigger thing. I don't know why it's quite everybody. We all understand this because we all watch the wire we all watch snowfall, and so we all know what a we all know what this looks like. So we all know, we all know this. And this turns into these. I know y'all are like, does Pastor Andy have for some, a is, is that cocaine? He said he has multiple streams of heaven. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second now. This is baking soda, relax. Don't act like you don't know this. You take this. This, what this, this ends up being a seed of a resource. This turns into way more of this. And the price that you pay for this enables you to get even more. For, you make more off of this the less this costs you. And you don't get this without being able to re-up. And you re-up because of the relationship. So whoever has the relationship to get this has an even greater power than the one who gets this and turns it into this. God, I wish I had a witness in the building. You need to understand that wealth is not the this. Wealth is this. Okay, I'll put it away. I figured I'd talk to black people for a minute. 
I know. I grew up across the street. My dad's first church was across the street from the projects. All of my sons were the, all my friends were the sons of the baby's mamas that went to my daddy's church. I was in private school in the day and in the hood at night. You don't know nobody like me. I speak Latin and I will whoop yo. Anyway, what I'm saying to you is I understand wealth. Everybody say wealth. Wealth is this resource. What they owed wasn't the money. They owed the wheat. They owed the oil. Because wealth is resources. And then number four, and I'm done. My last point. Okay, I got to it. Got a minute left. I'm going to pray for you let you go. I'm going to take an offering up, though, so don't go nowhere. Lock the doors. <laughs> the master said to him, people of this world are more shrewd. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourself. So when it is gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Wealth is eternal dwellings. Everybody say wealth is eternal dwellings. That was weak. Everybody say wealth is eternal dwellings. Still a little bit weak. Everybody say wealth is eternal dwellings. Wealth is where they can't move you off of. It's not just when we get to heaven. No, no, no. Wealth means you own your home. It's paid off. You own that land. It's yours. It's an eternal dwelling. It's something that if nothing else, you can go there and lay down. With no lights, you could. That's why you always pay your mortgage before you pay your light bill. Because it would be better to be sitting in your own house in the dark than to be on the outside of it looking at the lights. I can't live in there, but it sure is warm in there. What are you talking about? You don't pay your gas bill before you pay your mortgage. You pay your mortgage first. You'll be in there with candles on the floor eating pizza. It's okay. I didn't take these lights. I'm still in my house. So that you'll know where you're going to lay your gray head when you're done. Where are you going? You want eternal dwellings. You want places where they can't move you. All of you that are renting, you can't be wealthy. Well, that's not totally true. That's not totally true. I don't want to go too far with it. What I'm saying is if you, you want eternal dwellings, you want things that you know are yours. I don't drive new cars. I drive old cars. You see me in a nice car? It's be, it, believe me, it's used. It's brand used. It's new to me. Because I don't like the depreciation that happens in the first two to three years. Can I tell y'all a story real quick? Y'all with me? All right. 55. I know. It's over. Uh, guys, get the buckets ready before everybody starts running out the door because I need an offering today. I wanted another car. I had a truck, you know, F Ford, F-150. I had a nice truck, and then I had, I got an old, old Mercedes 2013. That, they're both paid for, and I'm like, okay. But I wanted a car. I don't know why people are leaving. Lock those doors. They can't leave. This is not the time to leave. You should have left before. One minute, y'all start digging, start getting it out. Put the thing on the, put the thing up there. Take the, take the picture of it. 
What are y'all scared? Biscuitville gonna close? Put the, it's, it's gonna be open? Games? Not till one. Hey, 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 put the thing on the screen so we can get ready to give. Start, start, there you go. Ways to give. Take a, pull your phone out. Pull your phone out. I'll come down there. Pull your phone out. Take a picture of that. Give God something. Don't put more in your gut than you give to God's house. Don't you leave here and go get a coffee and don't give to God. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Don't you go get a chicken sandwich and don't give. Give God at least 20. Give God at least 30. Give God at least 40. Give God at least 50. Amen, right? Give God at least 50. I'm giving you something, right? I'm teaching you something. So I'm there. While you're doing this, let me tell you what happened with this car. I said, I think I want a new car, but I don't care about the name brand anymore. You get older, you stop caring. Y'all used to see me whipping BMWs and Jaguars and all this stuff because I was young and I was trying to bling like, yeah, eh, 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 pass it, eh, nee, eh. <laughs> I wanted a car nobody else had. Pull up, or it said PA on the back. No, it said, it said P-S-T-R Andy because Pastor Andy wouldn't fit. It said P-S-T-R Andy. I pulled up to a car, to a, to a car wash. Are y'all, are y'all giving? Are you giving? This is my offertory. You need an offering envelope? Raise your hand. Thank you for reminding me, sweetheart. Raise your hand if you need an offering envelope. I need you to dig down deep. I need you to dig down deep and give to the work of the kingdom of God. I said some hard things today. People ain't going to like it, so I need you to support it. Um, believe me, the cancels, the people are calling, they're calling now. They're upset already. Ark is mad at me, so I need you to go ahead and give. Come on, give. P-S-T-R Andy was what was on my license plate, and I went to a car wash, and the guy came out and said, what are you pissed about, Randy? I realized I'm driving around thinking, this is Pastor Andy, and they're like, did you see pissed Randy? He is not happy. So I'm bawling. I'm like, yeah, then what happens? Age. And you start thinking, yeah, but what do I have that's eternal? What do I own? What is it worth? Now, I don't care. I don't care what's the model. So I don't care what it is. We've been tricked. Something about that Mercedes. Somebody said something to me about, oh, you know, the, the Genesis is the Hyundai of the, the Hyundai kind of fancy version is a Genesis now, and it's a really nice thing. You should check it out. When I first heard Hyundai, I was like, Hyundai? Hyundai? And if I'm there. Are you giving? Are you giving? Take a picture. Make a pledge. We're about to build this building. We got to get out of here. We're leasers here. We don't own. So this is not an eternal dwelling. Okay? It's not an eternal dwelling. So I need you to help me. I need you to help me. Okay? And so ways to give. You can sell. You can do. You can bill pay. You can take the picture of the thing. I'm going to let you go in another minute. Okay? Two minutes. I know they didn't give me five minutes. Don't give me five minutes. This is my church. Anyway, so what I'm saying to you is I, I thought, okay, so I went 
to Genesis and I got into, I wanted to see the, the nicest one they had and I got in it. I was like, wow, this is really nice. All the bells and whistles, it's really, really amazing. It's clean, it's sharp, it does everything else that the Mercedes and stuff does and it's less, okay. So I went and made a new one. Got online, made a new one. Picked the black, picked the chairs, picked this room, put the bit, put the bit, 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 Okay? When I got done, brand new, the car was like 80 something, 82, 83, 84,000, somewhere around that. And I was about to hit purchase, and my grandfather tapped me on my shoulder and said, What are you doing? You know you're 55, right? I said, I wonder. I want 2023. But then I said, I wonder. I like this car so much. I wonder if this car, it, can I find it? And so I put it in the exact same car. I found the exact same car. 2020, not 2023. It had 32,000 miles on it. And I got it for 47. Somebody got to talk to me. Talk to me. I said, talk to me. Which car you think I bought? You better tell. You can't know. What I'm saying to you is be wise with your money. Pass them buckets. Pass them buckets. You want to sow into the work of the kingdom of God? Given and shall be given unto you again. Good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it's measured unto you. Next Sunday, these two powerful king, there's a king and a queen are going to be on this stage next Sunday. You want to bring somebody. We're going to, it's not going to be this long, but it was good that we were here. You shouldn't even be upset. You grew up going to church like this and all y'all did was shout. Longer than this. Next Sunday, a king will be on this stage with me. A queen will be on this stage with me. We're going to talk about multiple streams. Don't forget about the, this, this, what Pastor Tony said. You, what you're believing God for. Write it on this, post it on the wall. Stick it on the wall out there. It's in the lobby because there are prayer warriors that are going to pray over what you're believing God for. And we're believing that God's going to take your, your money and you to another level. On the 15th, Anthony O'Neill is going to be here with me. He is a brilliant young man. The 22nd is the Black Business Expo. The last Sunday of the month, we're going to do so. I'm going to share something again. We're going to keep get, taking up these offerings. This is, how, this is harvest time. This is about to be about to be the greatest moment of your life. Tell somebody God's about to bless you. Tell somebody else God's about to bless you. Come on, tell somebody, God's about to bless you. God's about to bless you. You're about to go to another level. You're about to be the head and not the tail. You're about to be above only and not beneath. You're about to be always at the top, never at the bottom. You're about to be the lender and not the borrower. The kingdom of God is about to come upon you. For the kingdom suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Forceful men. Forceful men. Forceful men. Forceful men. I don't know why I'm looking at you, white shirt. Wave at me, boy. Yeah, forceful. God's got something for you. God's got something for you. 
Elder Paul, don't forget to talk to that young man right here. I picked on him the whole Sunday, and he didn't move. He sat right there with his cute black wife, girlfriend, or whatever she is. Sorry, I don't want to make y'all mess nothing up. I don't know what she is, but go talk to him after this. Elder Paul, you know how to handle one of these powerful, multiple-language boss ladies. Elder Dion is a monster. You know how to do this. That dude going to need some help. You can see all kinds of anointing on her. There's a queen on her. You can tell he need help. He did the right thing, but he going to need Jesus. He going to need prayer, exchange information. He can call you and he can say, what is this thing about the rice? You need to do that. Anybody hear a word from the Lord in here? Did, did we give? We gave. We gave. Yes, we gave. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. See all these men in here? This is a man's church because it's a man's world. But it wouldn't be nothing without a woman or a girl. Ladies, you stick with us. I'm trying to get our men together. We made a mistake because women, especially our women, have been so abused and pushed back and stomped on and belittled and raped and that we, we did so much to them that, that we had to pull them up and we had to make them queens. But the problem is we made a bunch of queens and we left the men alone and now there's no kings that can rule you. You can't be queen. Who are you going to marry? Who are you going to be with? Queens don't marry serfs. And so I'm, I got to take some time to rebuild men and get our guys together so somebody won't care if you make more money than them. I know I would not. I may, I'm going to make everybody clap for that. I got a bunch of guys in here with me. All the, all the dudes my age, all these guys. These dudes, these you see around me, Michelle, Garland, and all, they all married to professional women to make all this money. These dudes are out of the military. These guys are blue collar. They, they, they drive trucks. They have the, You think they care that they're married to these educated women? They don't care. They're like, go make your money, girl. And when you get back here, you better go take them clothes. What I'm saying to you is they don't nobody care what you do. Not if the man is confident. I need a witness in the building. I need a witness in the building. Buy me a car. You can buy me a car. I brought my son up here. He's getting engaged to that girl. That girl's about to be a pediatric dentist. That's what that girl's about to be. I need a witness in the building. My spiritual, we ain't married no dental thoughts up in here. No, he says he's so fly. It's because you can be fly and still look, you can look good and still be smart. Just because you smart don't mean you don't brush your okay. Anyway, let's let me move on, mommy. What does she do? She's smart. Any smart women in here? You smart. That's right, Barbara, you smart. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody intimidated by you being smart. But not if we, we must build us. Gentlemen, we must build. 
So we're going somewhere. Stand on your feet with me. I know I've kept you over, but it was good. It was good. Going to be this way all week, all month. More money, more money, more money, more money. I know that's old school. More money, more money. Anybody believe in God for more money and more wealth, more opportunities? I'm a, listen, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. There's an aspect of me that I haven't really done this. I just was just trying to preach you, teach you faith. I did not share with you this side of me. I'm going to share it with you now. And there's an anointing on me. It's a kingly anointing. And I'm going to believe that God is going to bless you. He's going to bless you. Raise your hands just a little bit, not too high. He's going to bless the work of your hands. God bless the work of their hands. Men, everything they do, prosper. Winners in here. All we do is win, 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 win. And so thank you for this moment. Thank you for this service. Thank you for everything that was said. Thank you for the anointing, the power that's in this place. Have your way in us. Dismiss us from this place, but never from your presence. Cover us with your blood as we leave from here and strengthen us by your power and we thank you that you said that you would bless our food and our water and take sickness out of our midst and so we claim that right now in the name of Jesus and so God I ask you to bless your people I ask you to bless your people I ask you to put favor on your people I ask you to smile on your people I ask you to put grace on your people and power on your people I bless them in nomine patri et fili et spiritu sancti have your way in us and we'll bless you in Jesus' name, we all sit together. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming to church with us today. Hopefully you were blessed and encouraged by this message. Visit www.worldovercomers.church podcast for more information on WOCC and events that are coming up. Maybe we are coming to your area soon. God bless.